Hello and welcome. I'm Joe Karlovsky. And I'm Jessica Bauer. We're two educators that are obsessed with growth. We're living the beauty of shifting behaviors and taking control of our mindset. And we want to let you in on the magic and continue to bloom together. This podcast is inspired by Jennifer Gonzalez. We believe that everyone needs to find their marigolds. If you can find at least one marigold in your life and stay close to them, you will grow. Find more than one and you will positively thrive. Think of this podcast as a virtual workshop. We'll dig into tips, tools, and advice for personal, professional, and community growth. We share our learning through the lens of an educator because that's what we know, but these tools work for anyone. We'll also invite you to take action because change doesn't happen without it. And the best part of the podcast is that we're doing the work right alongside you. Let's dig in. This is the Marigold Force Podcast. Welcome to our first episode of season two. Today we'll take you through our new and improved Marigold Force flow centered around reclaiming your curiosity. I am so excited about this new flow. If you have listened to episodes from season one, first of all, thank you. And second, don't worry. The flow will still be action focused. We'll still be doing these strategies right along with you. We'll still be getting vulnerable with you all. We'll just be simplifying it a little bit. Exactly. We'll start with a cleanse and guided meditation, just like in past episodes. And then we'll move into two strategies that you can put into practice right away. That first strategy we'll come back to for the rest of the month. And the other strategy is a bonus strategy, something that we couldn't wait another month to share with you all. And finally, we will end the podcast with commitments, inspirations, and new to this podcast, celebrations. We know that setting personal commitments and sharing what is inspiring us is important, but it's also vital that we celebrate the many big and small milestones along the way. You ready to get started, Joel? I am, Jesse. Let's get to it. Our first episode around reclaiming your curiosity. We always start our workshops and this podcast with a cleanse. The cleanse is our time to find out where we are at this very moment so that we know what we might need or not need and how to support each other or hold space for each other. Think of the cleanse like a time to say, just so you know, this is where I'm at. Beware. I'm going to do the work. I know I need to be honest, direct, and specific, especially in these final summer moments where we're all at different places in our lives, mentally and emotionally. We would never want to jump into strategies or anything without mindfully pausing to check in with each other first. So Jesse, where are you at right now at this very moment? I'm feeling refreshed and excited. We just yeah. were shifting to um, using Zoom recording, which is exciting. And yesterday was super clunky and the internet wasn't working. And it was frustrating. <laughs> so um, I'm optimistic and I think our sound's sounding better. So I feel well rested and energized. How about you, Joel? Um, I'm also feeling good. I had a full night's sleep. Um, I just went on a quick little walk just to get some fresh air and um also excited about this new video recording that we can put on YouTube so people can see with this, what goes on behind the scenes. And yeah, I'm excited. (laughs) I invite everybody to pause the podcast now for a moment to check in with yourself. How are you feeling right now? I will now lead you all through a guided curiosity meditation inspired by a meditation from Judd Brewer. Find a quiet, comfortable place. You can be sitting, lying down, or even standing up. 
You just need to be able to concentrate without being too distracted. Begin by simply taking a moment to thank yourself for being here and for taking care of yourself. See what this feels like, simply giving thanks. And if you're feeling anxious right now or even a little stressed, let's see how you would describe it. If you're not feeling anxious, simply recall a recent experience when you were anxious and relive that experience to see what you felt like at that time. Take a moment and ask yourself, what is the sensation that I feel most strongly in my body right now? Take a moment to locate where it is. Now see if you can get really curious. Do you feel it more on your right side or your left side? Or it's right in the middle, is it more the front or the back of your body? Did you notice your mind going, hmm, where do I feel it most strongly? This is meant to jumpstart or warm up your curiosity. And if you aren't feeling curious, you can simply hit the pause button right now and take a moment to be curious about why you aren't curious. What does not being curious feel like? Now let's take this one step further. Check in again with your body and see where that anxious feeling is strongest right now. Now imagine slowly breathing in through your nose and right into that body part. Let that breath go right into your anxiety and hold it there for a few seconds before letting your breath go out. Let's do that again. Take a slow, deep breath, imagining that kind, curious breath going right into your anxiety. Let your breath hold that feeling for a second in a warm, kind embrace, and then breathe out and let it go. See how much if, or of any of that anxiety releases within your body. And again, on the next breath, breathe in, bring curiosity to the anxiety. What do the physical sensations feel like right now? Have they changed at all? And continuing with this practice, one breath at a time at your own pace. Breathe kindness and curiosity right into those physical sensations Hold them there for a moment, and then on the out-breath, let them go.
take one more slow inhale in and an exhale out as we come back together. You can continue doing this breathing exercise now or anytime throughout the day for a few seconds. Anytime you feel anxiety coming on, see what happens as you keep practicing it. And don't forget that attitude of kindness and curiosity. These are key. Gently wiggle your fingers and your toes. Take a few circles with your shoulders and your neck and any other movements that feel good in your body right now. And when you're ready, slowly begin to open your eyes. I now invite you all to take a moment to reflect on what came up or you discovered during that meditation around noticing your feelings through a gentle state of curiosity. So what came up for you during the meditation, Joel? Um, well, first it felt good to just do it and to actually close my eyes and participate. I think at first I was like, oh, I could be taking notes on what needs to happen next and all those things. I was like, no, just do it. And then um, I don't think I've shared it on this podcast, but I like to name my, my hard thoughts, like anxious thoughts or sad thoughts. And so with anxiety, I give my anxiety the name Bob. <laughs> Oh, personifying it. <laughs> yeah, so my middle name is Robert, which is my grandpa's name. But then I, I for some reason, Bob, like the name Bob just gives me like a, a gentle humor, like a giggle. So like, I'm like, okay, Bob, you're back. I see you. Like, bye, Bob. That. Like, so as I'm breathing it out and like trying to let it go, I'm like, bye, Bob. Like, <laughs> I don't need you right now, Bob. So I think um, it was fun to bring like a playfulness to something like anxiety, which can be hard to process and talk about and all those things. So it was good. Thank you. Um, What about you? Um, Well, I liked in the beginning, just thanking yourself for showing up and doing meditation. I think it's something so simple that um, we all can do more of like any act of kindness for your body or your mind, your soul is like, you're doing that for yourself. So that was beautiful. Mm -hmm. And then um, I noticed I like have this um, kind of negative reaction to the word anxiety. I just like, don't, I just like, I don't, I don't think that's anxiety. I just like, can't I can't focus on the meditation when I call it anxiety. So it worked for me to just shift and call it like, I think I'm sure I have anxiety, but at this moment it was just like attention or where do you carry your stress that like resonates more with me. And I don't want to like shut down the whole meditation. Like this isn't one for me. So I just changed that to like, okay, where are you holding your tension? Where are you holding your stress? Um, And that, that worked for me without losing any of the learning and the the opportunity of the meditation. Yeah. I love that idea of, of, figuring out a way to make it work for you, you know? Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah. That's the point of all this stuff. Do what works for you. Yeah. Thank you, everybody. I invite you to carry that state of curiosity into the rest of our Miracle Force Workshop. I want to be honest with you all. Our original focus was not required was not reclaiming your curiosity, it was reclaiming your purpose. And it wasn't sitting well with me. Yeah, I remember when we mapped out this next um, season of podcasts and you had initially wrote down reclaiming your purpose. Why the shift? What happened? I'm just, 
curious. <laughs> um, well, I couldn't get that a phrase that I heard from a few incredible interviews with Elizabeth Gilbert out of my mind. And that phrase she said once was, stop trying to find your passion. And those words were spoken by Elizabeth Gilbert, that famous author of Eat, Pray, Love and Big Magic and City of Girls. All of them are great reads if you haven't read them yet or listened to them. Um, she spoke those words during a session of Oprah's Super Soul Conversations at UCLA. Now, Liz Gilbert is someone who accurately portrays that story of the starving artist, waiting tables into her 30s, struggling to write the next great American novel. And one day people fell in love with her work and she became this tremendous success. And now she lives happily ever after, blah, 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 blah. She did it, you can do it too, <laughs> the cl that classic purpose-driven shtick. So for years, Liz told that story on stage, driving home the message of how through everything, she never stopped writing, she never stopped pursuing her passion. Sure. For years, people welcomed her message with open arms. And for years, she truly believed that this was the formula for creative freedom. Until one day, all of that shattered right in her face. Wow, what, what happened? Well, she flew to Australia to give a speech, just like all these other talks she's been giving. And she talked about her journey and writing Eat, Pray, Love and how she was following her passion as a writer. And after she delivered that speech, she was surprised to receive a letter. And it sounded something like this, and I'm gonna paraphrase. It said, Dear Liz, I came to your talk so invigorated and ready to change my view of the world and my place within it. I sat in my chair and I listened and I listened and I listened to how you just dragged on about finding your passion and how you have to do what you love and you have to make that your one thing. And the worst part is you spoke about it all as if it was the easiest thing to do in the world. Well, Liz, I'm a very intelligent person. I have multiple degrees and I'm very traditionally successful, whatever that even means. And I am confident enough to say that if there were something in my life that was abundantly clear that I was so enthralled by something that you describe as passion, then I am positive I would be smart enough to know what it is. But I don't have a passion, I don't have a purpose. And you know what, Liz, walking away from your speech, it was actually the worst I've ever felt because I felt like there was something wrong with me for not being able to understand the feeling you were talking about on stage. Searching for this passion and purpose has caused me more stress and anxiety than anything else in my life. And she went on to finish with something like, Sorry for this rant. I'm sure you're a nice person and didn't mean to personally offend me. Thanks. Have a great night. Bye. <laughs> With that single message, Liz Gilbert decided to reevaluate what passion and purpose meant to her and what it should mean in others' lives because she couldn't help but agree with that letter. Well, that, that makes a lot of sense. Often people, especially change makers like you and me and our marigolds, um, can feel stressed about finding their passion. And when they can't unlock it, it causes a ton of anxiety. I yes. get that. Yes. And with that in mind, Liz Gilbert changed her stance. She said, mm -hmm. stop trying to follow, find and follow your passion. In instead, explore your curiosity, which is why we're here right now. Mm -hmm. How then, the big question is, do you explore your curiosity? Well, ultimately, it comes down to three simple enough challenges, three tasks that I'm going to encourage us all to do. I will share one challenge a week in this three-part series on reclaiming our curiosity. You ready for the first challenge? Mm -hmm. The first challenge is start by asking yourself what kind of articles, videos, or people grab your attention. 
That's it. Exploring your curiosity is as simple as a head tilt. That's it. What topic do you hear about that moves your chin from one side to the other, makes your eyes squint and just makes you lean into that screen to get more information about it? What type of content reels you in and just makes you wanna learn more about it? This is curiosity. When something gives you this feeling that you wanna just lean in a little bit closer, dive in a little bit deeper, learn a little bit more, this is when you have found something that truly piques your interest. So Jesse, we've already had time to reflect on this and fill up some pages of our Reclaiming Your Curiosity Guide, which of course you can get in the show notes. <laughs> what is piquing your curiosity lately? Well, first I want to say after hearing the whole shift from passion to curiosity, it's like, ah, yes. like I was really curious and passionate about yoga and meditation, like starting two years ago. Mm. And it's not that I don't enjoy it anymore. It's just, it's not like my peak curiosity. Yeah. So right now I'm really, um, I'm really interested and curious about like politics and especially how history has played a role in it. I've been listening to um, this podcast through line and this I, the last one I just listened to was about like Lyndon Johnson appointing this Kerner commission and everything, a lot of the social unrest and like what they're finding out about all of our systems being rooted in, in racism is like the root cause of all these problems. And the same exact thing happened in 1967. And it's just, it's fascinating to me. I've never like been one to read about politics and history. And I think podcasts have made it really accessible. So I'm just like, oh, Ross, have you heard about, have you heard about the Kerner Commission and all these like new things? And yeah. then I'm also like very curious about like food sustainability. And I just bought these. It's so weird. Um, they're called Vitality Farm Eggs. You can get them at Cub now. And they have like a little like insert about where the, where the chick, the chickens grew up. And I'm like, wait a minute, food industry. Yeah. Usually you say things and like, it's not, it's all advertising just to get you to buy it. And so that's been me. So I Googled this farm and all the chickens. And I know where they live and all the backstory. Yeah. So that's what's piquing my curiosity right now. Yeah. How about you, Joel? Um, I think what's always been piquing my curiosity is gymnastics. I've always yeah. loved gymnastics since I was a little kid. Um, and I still do. But more specifically, um, I've just been really inspired by people coming out and just reporting abuse, whether it's sexual abuse, physical abuse, mental, emotional abuse, and just uniting and, and coming together. You know, there's the wow. Athlete A documentary on Netflix. There's the 30 for 30 podcast called, and they just did a special called Heavy Metals. Like what's the weight of winning all these gold medals for USA Gymnastics? And it's just been very inspiring to see like the intersectionality of it all when you have this power system that says like, no, you have to do it our way or else yeah. and how that trickles down into, into everything. And yeah, I've just been really inspired by seeing all of these athletes come together and say, no, this isn't okay. We're not going to do this anymore. And um, you work for us. So, wow, that's fascinating. Yeah, yeah, it's been beautiful. So I'm, I'm curious about that and to think about how does that tie into our job, our profession, yeah. all those intersectionalities of of you know trickle down power and how that works on people and mm -hmm. yeah i'm really curious to just explore that but also not have to say that's my passion that's yeah. the one thing i'm gonna put all my my eggs in this basket if you will and yeah. just say no i'm gonna get curious about that and see how that applies to me because there 
has to be a reason why like I can't get enough of learning about this, you know? Yeah. I feel that same like pull. I'm like, there's yeah. Yeah. Beautiful. Yeah. So Marigolds, did you hear that action step? <laughs> if not, let me name it for you. Take out your journal, your notes or the beautiful reclaiming your curiosity guide in our show notes, fill up that page, share your curiosities with a friend or just notice them. And take the time to explore yourself and your curiosities with what is going on around you and why might that be? Take the time to reconnect with yourself and your curiosity is now. Do this now. Our bonus strategy is going to be hard for me. And I think it might be hard for you too, Jesse. Really? What is it? <laughs> Embrace boredom. Uh, no, thank you. <laughs> I'm, I'm okay just playing. But tell us more about what you mean by embracing boredom. Well, really, it's a PR problem because is it really that bad to be bored? Unless it's a chronic state, which could be something like depression, which of course you should take seriously. Mm -hmm. The answer usually around boredom is no. If we're bored why not use it to our advantage? But to do so, we have to challenge the way we perceive the word itself. Mm -hmm. We have to reframe the whole issue and view boredom as a vehicle for reflection and true change. Sporadic boredom ought to be celebrated. Isn't it fantastic that we can even afford to get bored sometimes? That we don't have to live in constant fear, but we can allow our minds to feel so at ease that sometimes boredom can just grow. Mm -hmm. Let's not waste boredom. Let's not try to cover it up. What would happen if Plato, Socrates, whoever, if they constantly tried to swipe boredom away using their cell phones? What if someone like Monet painted without daydreaming? What if Mozart created masterpieces? Would Mozart have created masterpieces if YouTube was available to take away all of his time and all of his restlessness? Probably not. So Jesse, can you think of a time when boredom has actually helped you? Now that you reframe, reframe the word boredom into this time for reflection and sitting yeah. um, all the time, like I've been trying to sit outside um, just for 10 minutes and just sit without my phone or even without a book. Sometimes I can like use books to like, it seems like reading's, reading's wonderful, but like it's still, it doesn't give your mind that complete chance to go away. And I like replanted, I was like, oh, I'm going to replant some of these pots. And then I like had an idea of like a recipe I want to try. I'm like, you know, it'd be really good, like shrimp with this. And I came up with it all on my own without looking up a re re recipe in Pinterest. Or, I mean, honestly, like the marigold forest came into like fruition because mm -hmm. I just like sat and thought about it. And if I, yes. I think you can get lost in like research, trying to learn about things, but if you just let your mind go, um, yeah, boredom is a beautiful thing. That's just a couple of things. Yeah. How about you, Joel? Yeah, I think for me, it's, I knew this is coming up. So I think I was been trying over the past few weeks to just embrace my own boredom. And I've noticed like, it feels like my brain is like calming down. It feels like someone's like vacuuming my brain when I actually just don't, I'm not listening to a podcast. I'm not mm -hmm. consuming something while I'm doing something. I'm just going on a bike ride or going on a run or laying outside and letting it come. And similar to you, like all the ideas come yeah. or all, and not even like big ideas. Often it's like that, like little no. micro shift. It's like, uh -huh. Oh, like 
that makes so much more sense. And if I didn't, if I was listening to a podcast or reading a book or watching a YouTube video or whatever, I wouldn't have had the opportunity for my brain to just figure it out on its own, you know? Yeah. Or even like those, that just made me think like little simple problems that are just eating. Like there's so so many things at school where I'm like, oh, this thing is driving me crazy. And as soon as you stop thinking about it, I'm like, oh, that's perfect. It's so simple. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, I love this. I love this strategy. Yeah. So Marigolds, your simple bonus strategy and challenge is to embrace boredom and see it as a chance for self-reflection. Let yourself stay in the moment, see your current state as a chance to refuel and resist the impulse to immediately improve your state of mind. Don't camouflage the way you feel by picking up a phone or turning on the TV. Exactly. In the book, The Power of Boredom, Mark Hawkins refers to boredom as the most powerful human emotion. Take a moment to reflect on when and why you get bored. If you detect patterns, maybe it's time to make some adjustments. But by doing nothing, creativity, exploration, and introspective thought will begin to fill the space that YouTube or Facebook or Instagram often occupies. It might sound funny to say or do, but plan on getting bored this week. Maybe five minutes to walk without your phone. Maybe 10 minutes to sit outside and just think. Take the time to embrace boredom, reconnect with yourself, and see what you start to get curious about. Do this now. Thank you, Joel. And before we finish part one on reclaiming your curiosity, what are you committed to in the week ahead? Um, I know it's maybe an easy cop out because we just talked about it, but um, I've seen the power of it in the past few weeks, but I am committed to getting bored and letting myself be bored and not, not looking at it as a problem or, or something that a default in me, but saying like this, this is a beautiful part. So just embracing it and also noticing it. That was mine. Mine. (laughs) Yeah, that was mine, but mine was shorter. I'm just, I'm committed to sitting outside for 10 minutes every day without a book or my phone, just myself. Jesse with the smart goals. I'm like, nah. (laughs) (laughs) Um, And then inspirations. Do you have any inspirations this week? Yeah. And I actually have it right here for the people watching, but um, I just read this book called um, A Quick and Easy Guide to They, Them Pronouns. And it's all about um, being gender fluid or, and, and what it's like to identify as someone who doesn't prefer a he or a she um, pronoun, but rather a they, them, and how to use it. And um, it's, vi- it's a quick read. You can read it in probably 30 minutes or less, and we'll have it in the show notes. But it's just something that really made me think of how important it is to make sure um, we always address people how they want to be addressed, whether that's by their first name or by the pronouns that they prefer. And yeah, it's a great book. And it's um, also a graphic novel, so it's really unusual-friendly. Cool. So, cool. Yeah. Thank you. What about you? What's, in, what's inspiring you lately? Um, honestly, that, that Vital, uh, Vital Farms, the eggs I bought, I just, yeah, especially with like the food industry, like just I've done a lot of reading about the food industry and things that we learn and think is like normal. Yeah. Um, and I just, I'm really obsessed with this this company that, sells eggs and they they like also create partnerships with farm in the area and it's just it's very sustainable and the partnerships are all based on just everybody just having a more like quality experience as like business owners and doing their part in um the environment so i link i linked in the show notes as well and you can get the eggs i know 
with everything, it's going to be more expensive, but like this is paying the extra for those eggs, like means a lot to my heart and you, you can get them at cub. So yeah, vital friends eggs. <laughs> Beautiful. I'm going to have to check that out. Uh-huh. And then something new at the end of our podcast, what are you celebrating? What are you proud of? It could be something huge or completely small. Um, two things. I'm really proud of myself. I just finished last week coordinating summer school. So I'm really proud that like I've never coordinated that stuff. And I just learned so much, not only the role itself, you know, transportation and food and attendance and all those things, but also I'm um, just how to do this in a safe way with this new landscape. Um, and then I'm also just celebrating that um, I'm getting away this weekend, a three-day weekend with my husband. We're going to go to like a tiny cabin in the middle of the woods and just um, no internet, completely unplug. And I'm excited and that instead of just saying, oh, we can't travel to some country or do something big, like I'm celebrating that we're still making the most of something that's hard right now. Beautiful. So what about that. you? What are you celebrating? What are you proud of? I'm celebrating that we were videotaping, we're filming our podcast for the first time. It's a little nerve wracking mm. um, and we did it and the first one's under our belt and it's a big deal and I'm excited because now we can put it on Facebook and wherever and people can see our faces and yeah. know the face behind the voice. So I'm excited about that, celebrating. Yeah, yeah me too. <sighs> well, beautiful. Thank you, Marigolds, for sharing our first episode of season two with us. In our next episode dropping next Tuesday, we will go into part two of Reclaiming Your Curiosity. And I can't say it enough, true change only happens with action. We'll see you next week on the Marigold Force podcast. You did it. Another week of prioritizing yourself and taking action. Your community needs the best you and you're bringing it. If you want to if you want more of the Marigold Force in your life, subscribe to our weekly emails at themarigoldforce.com. We promise they'll always be short and sweet with simple ideas and tools to continue to shift and grow. And if you haven't done so already, leave us a review on Apple Podcasts. Mm. We read every single review and your yes. reviews give us the inspiration to keep showing up in this community. See you next week, dear Marigolds, and keep blooming. Keep blooming. <laughs>